Hi, Alt-Hair Warriors. Today we are finishing up our series with Lisa Ferristad, owner and creative director of Cura Hair Solutions based in Marietta, Georgia. Today we're going to talk about a couple things, hair bonding, kids' hair loss, and entering the world with your new hair. So we're going to pick up where we left off in episode two. Hope you enjoy. So everybody's in there. Breathing right? on each other. <laughs> we got to be careful with that one. And I, I've decided to be vulnerable myself, you know, to sit in that chair in front of all these women with my bio hair. And I remember a client said to me, she goes, Oh, I'm surprised your hair looked like that. Because prior to that, I was in top pieces. Like my clients had not seen my bio hair probably for three years at that point, you know, just wearing a, whatever product I had, I was just, I, I was wearing something. So here I am sitting there with my cotton candy hair and I had this beautiful system applied and everybody got to see it. And you came to that and you were there, but you, you were not the first wave. You might've been the second or third. You, you really had to think yeah, about it. I did. And I'm not sure what that shift was. Maybe you, you wanted my feedback or you wanted to see how it went or, you know, how no, it looked, I, mean, but... I think I always had faith in terms of your identifying the products that were good. And I knew you wouldn't suggest something to me that you didn't support fully. Certainly, I think when I went to that promo, I mean, obviously I went to the promo or the uh, demonstration to support you. That's why I went. I mean, it wasn't at that point right. ready to sell right. or ready to buy anything, but I went to support you and I had not seen your bio hair. Like, so when you took off what random Bob topper, cause I'm sure it was a Bob, um, whatever it was, <laughs> it was a Bob, Bob you know it. Bob you took off. Um, <laughs> I remember I was shocked because I not shocked in that, like, oh my God, she's got cotton candy hair too, but more that like, oh my God, she's got cotton candy hair too, just like me. And so that there was, you know, that you in the middle of all those people took your hair off and did it. I, I mean, it was, I mean, that's, that's some bravery that I think that's some bravery for, I think where I pivoted and where all of a sudden I was more open to what do, what do I want to do here? Like if I could have a product where I could wake up every morning and I'm wearing it and I look good and I feel good, why wouldn't I do that? And so then it became, all right, how important it is to me. Right. And I think that's one of the things that we talk about, like, you know, the bag of hair, when we think about the bag of hair and you add up the bag of hair and you add up all the different things you've been doing, at some point, the cost is moot and you have to go, well, I could keep doing the bag of hair or I could pivot into actually doing hair that is non-processed virgin is the best quality hair that I can have on my head and I can look good again. And I think that that's where I had to get to. I just had to make peace with that. And then I think we did my, our, my parameter in a January timeframe and I was going to Ireland and I really wanted to have that hair before I went to Ireland. I did not because it does take a while because there, it right. is really a, an artistic, mm -hmm. it is really artistry that creates the hair that I'm wearing and the hair that you're wearing. But I remember I was so excited at the point because I think at the point you commit, you're committed. At the point that you are getting a parameter done and at this point having plaster put on your head and a mold, you are like, I am there and I'm going to wear the hair. <laughs> um, so, you know, so that, yeah, that was, that was, that was big. That was big. So now that's kind of where you're living right now. You've got this Italian hair company, you've got toppers, um, some natural hair toppers. Like when you think about your clients, like what are some of the 
what's the feedback some of them get now with the bonded? Like, I know that you do some tape as well for people. You kind of try to meet where they are, but do you feel like there is a, that leap, that leap to bonding? That's like, have you come across other than just me, other people who are hesitant about bonding? Oh boy. That's a, a little hard one. I would say maybe <laughs> they might be. Um, sure. Yes. And no. For. Yeah. <laughs> can we edit? Yes, part we can of always this? edit or I'll leave it in. Um, with your very, very defined oh, answer no. of no. I mean, maybe. Exactly. I mean, it, I really, I say that because by the time somebody sits in my chair, I've done a lot of talking with them or communicating with them so that they know what they're coming in for. If I have a client, but they meet with me for the first time and they're not sure, I will show them more of what I call a daily wear option. And then I show them what I call an extended wear option because not everybody can wear their hair bonded for four weeks. Some people can go a little bit longer. Some are a little shorter, all sorts of things fall into place. I would say that it's, it's a little hard for me to answer that because if they're coming for that specific product, they want it and that's how they want to wear it. And there's a lot of information out there online and there's a lot of centers that are now carrying the product. So there's more information about it than there was in the beginning. But do you think though, it's still a leap to bond? It's definitely a leap because once you bond now, the particular product that I work with, you do not have to shave your hair underneath. And there's a lot of products out there, almost pretty much every other one, you're better served to shave that hair down underneath. So once you do that, you're pretty much committed. But I would say once you're bonding, you're pretty much committed because anytime we attach anything to hair that is already in a weakened state for whatever reason, whether it's genetics, whether it's stress, whether we have a diagnosed hair loss condition, we can accelerate what's happening. So for me, it's really my job to make sure that my clients are okay with that because it can happen. It can accelerate hair loss. And we have to make peace with the fact that we've made this decision to really wear the hair that we ultimately want. We can design anything you want, length, texture, density, color. And we have to just make sure that what's going on under our scalp is healthy. And that's really our biggest concern is that we have a healthy scalp. And even for some of my clients that come in, I cover that mirror because they do not want to see themselves without their hair. And it's men and women, not just women. So that's another part of some of my clients. They just don't want to see their bio hair anymore. And I understand that. And I think too, though, like you talked about, like some, some, I think if I had to shave my hair before bonding, that would probably be even, that probably would have been traumatic. The fact that I don't have to shave it, I, I feel like I would have had a hard time if you had said, well, we're going to bond and we're going to cut your hair down. I think at that point, I probably would have been like, yeah, cover that mirror up every time I come in here. Um, because I just, I just, you know, I think I'm a fairly secure person, but that, you know, no, 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 so no. And, and I always relate it to like when someone's hair is off, it's, it's very personal. It's very intimate. It's almost as if you're there naked. So I really have to create. Wait, we're not supposed to be getting naked. Okay. I've been getting naked. Well, you oh. do. But... <laughs> oh, okay. Note to self. You, you Note have to the self. VIP when I get experience. hair replacement, I do actually not have to be naked. I, I, I can wear my robe. What? 
what's, what is this? Well, I didn't want to uh, get adhesive on my clothes. Well, you can wear a robe. Exactly. Oh. That adhesive, that can travel. <laughs> you got to be real careful with that adhesive. So oh. in order to prevent this, yeah. we need you <laughs> to, to be un- undressed. <laughs> I yeah. think that people no. might have an- We are fully clothed, <laughs> fully clothed in our studio. She, she, every, she requires everyone, people to wear a robe you, at least. At minimum. <laughs> at least your robe. Yes. And, and then some we'll, we'll layer you up with some towels. We, we got you covered. No worries. And the heat on. Cause you know, um, so who are your clients? Like what, you know, and that's the thing I think that like, who are, who are you seeing coming in that are coming in for consultations or coming in for hair or whatever? Because I think some people might think it's only like a older person's issue. And obviously we're only Gen X, so it can't possibly be an older person issue, but um, no, no. no, but is it like, who are you seeing? Like, and what are you seeing in the industry? So I would tell you the fastest growing demographic, we are talking seniors in high school up to just starting college. <laughs> that is really my fastest, or, you know, who is, who's calling me, who's writing to me very, very young. So we are talking 16 to probably 20 that I'm seeing. Um, but with that being said, like the age range of my clients goes from eight to 88 hair loss. It, it can hit anybody at any age. And, um, but if you want to say average, I'd probably say early Mm fifties is probably the largest percentage of my clients, but that's men and women in there too. Um, my particular studio, we do see more women, but we are starting to see more men come in. And that was really the focus of my business in the beginning. I, I want to help anybody with it. So if a man is feeling insecure, I want to help them too. We work, work with both men, women, and children. And I, th- I think that's the shocker too. Um, if, if anyone looks at your social media and it certainly was referenced when we were on a call together that you do have quite a few younger people on the social media. And I think that comes to a couple different reasons. One, we are seeing younger people, but two, what I've seen is the younger generation, you know, the millennials and the Z's are just a little bit more open and transparent about it. Like they're they're more open to getting their picture taken. They're more open to do the before and after. And, and as we, you know, you'll see on social media, they're more mm-hmm. open to do a reel and whip their wig off, you know? And so that's refreshing and nice. it's good, but it's also, it's interesting that we are seeing that kind of hair, the hair loss and the hair thinning younger than I think was happening before. So I know that you've worked with, you know, some young, young kids with like alopecia and wigs and things like that. How does that fit into your philosophy in terms of helping people? Because children, they don't really go into a bonded system, do they? Do they just pretty much do wigs? I suppose they could. I have not put anyone under the age of 17 into a bonded system. It's really interesting when I'm working with really young kids, like we're talking the six, seven, eight-year-olds, because I uh, do volunteer with a nonprofit that does provide a free wig to children. I've worked with several children, but I find when I have the really young ones, well, even the high school age too, I'm really working with the parents because when they're really young, they really could care less. Like they're just in that phase of life where they're happy 
with being bald or happy, you know, having patches of their hair missing, they, they, they're not aware that anything is wrong or that something is, is going on with them. So I often find that I have many conversations with the parents, mostly the mothers. And one um, mother reached out to me and told me that she had even gone to the extent of talking to her doctor, if she could transplant her hair to her daughter, every single mom said that they would change places with their child at any moment. But the kids, I got to tell you, they're so refreshing to see them. Just they're happy. They they're running around and hair is on hair is off. It, it doesn't really matter to them that if I'm easing some stress for the parents, that makes me happy. But I also try to encourage them. If your child does not want to wear this hair, don't force it on them. You know, they'll wear it when they're ready. Yeah. Cause that's really the bottom line for everybody. You will wear something when you're ready and you just have to get there, whether it's a top piece or something bonded, you know, you might do the gradual approach like you did, right? Like you've done every, uh, pretty much every hair extension method possible and started with kind of toes in the water to you are all in at this point, you know, and some of my clients, I meet with them and they're like, you know what, I'd like to bond. And they've never spent a dollar on hair. And I always applaud them and say, I know you're, it seems like you're getting into this really big investment, but you have saved yourself so much money. Just, just go going for it. Like, boom, you're there. But yeah, but anybody that I can work with, I, I don't have a, a, an age limit or I, I don't have anybody that I prefer to work with. It's just somebody that wants to feel better about themselves. That's, and they're open. Um, and they also, we, everybody has to be patient because there is that time of adjustment for everybody when you're getting into something new that I need to know that you'll work with me and I'll work with you and we'll get through this together. So that's something really important is just knowing that you have somebody that you're working with that is really willing to help you that, you know, we're not just open from nine to five and that's it. You know, I, I'm, I won't answer that phone or that text when I have an ice pack on my head, you know, you need somebody <laughs> that will say, Hey, what, what is going on? How can I help you? So that's just, um, the biggest thing is just, if you are open to it, I'm willing to talk with you about what I have and, and it'll help coach you through it. Yeah. The, uh, I think probably with the parents and the children, the parents are probably preemptively trying to take care of it for their children because of other children. Oh yeah. You know, like there's a certain, if you think about it, like there's a certain age range with kids where they're, they're fairly gentle with each other, but then there's a point where they turn <laughs> and some of them can be kind of not nice to each other. And so probably the parents are like, Hey, listen, you know, right now, my child is fine. No one's making fun of him or her, but I know from my own life, they're going to change. And so that's probably what the parents are trying to do is just get there before it, anyone else exactly. makes their child feel bad. They're aware of the bullying. They're aware of potential name calling or whatever could be happening with their child. And that's another thing that they yeah. express concern for. And then when we get into the older kids, I mean, this is devastating, depressing for them. And then they're worrying about other yeah. things. Like my child is withdrawn. My child is, they won't leave their room. They haven't had dinner with the family in a year. I mean, I've heard all of these things, but nothing makes me happier than when I get the text or the phone call that for the first time in a year, my daughter had dinner with a family. That is just, to me, it's an affirmation of somebody has something 
that is making them feel better about themselves and they're starting to show up. And sometimes it's as it's a huge step, but it's having dinner with your family. And for somebody that doesn't have hair loss, these seem sound that might sound ridiculous that, well, why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's also this hair loss impacts everyone very differently. And that's the other thing I meet you wherever you are. And if you are a child and you're, you're shut down like that, then my main line of communication is the parent, like, tell me what's going on. Tell me what's happening because they may not talk to me in the beginning because they have to trust me. And, um, they're not really excited about coming to me, but when I see pictures of them, when I see the transformation of the journey of them with a true smile on their face, and now they're in college, you know, that this is something that is absolutely life altering and changing for the people that need it. Well, especially because if you think about your teenage years, you're already dealing with so many body image issues. God, if you, if you're losing your hair too, especially, Mm. you know, I I mean, I, I can't even imagine, I cannot even imagine how hard that would be as a teenager because everything is you're judged on so many things. You feel like your peers are judging you on so many things. And now you're having all these hormones raging and you have body images or body issues. I just can't even imagine how hard that would be. I'm just glad that, you know, and that's part of why we're doing this podcast and why you're out there and, and, and really the alt hair industry is out there so much now it's because we want people to know there are options. Like, you know, even if you're a teenage kid listening to this, there's options. Like there are good toppers that you can put on that no one will know. Right. 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 And I'm all for, I'm yeah. And I'm all for people who want to share and that are that confident that they'll whip their topper off. Yay. And certainly it took me uh, like, what was it probably in the last three weeks where I'm more open about talking <laughs> about what's happening. I think it would be a podcast episode trailer. That would be where I was all of a sudden telling people, but that they know that there are options for them that nobody would know unless they want to tell them because it really, it needs to be your decision um, when you're sharing whatever's going on with you in general. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's, it's just, it is, it is fascinating. I did have, um, a client say to me, so now what do I have to start an Instagram page about my hair journey? I'm like, no, you don't (laughs) have to start an Instagram page or a podcast or anything. All you have to do is show up is wear your hair, wear it and have fun with it. And I do a lot of coaching about how do you re-enter the world with this new look? Because for some it's very dramatic. If you have hair like ours and all of a sudden you have hair down to the middle of your back and it's, you know, 10 times as thick as it ever was, you have some explaining to do. Not well, you don't have explaining to do if you took care of it in 2020, when you went into lockdown, if you then went into hair and then you came out of quote unquote lockdown and you've got a full head of hair, you can say, you know, I just changed my diet. I got a lot more sleep. This this is really <laughs> yeah, right? one benefit of COVID because we've been in masks, right? We haven't seen anybody's face for how long you can show up with some new hair, but you know, there's also and new lips. I can't wait. <laughs> That's next on my list. <laughs> new lips. They've always looked this but way. What are you true, talking like, about? Oh, oh no. I, I just been eating healthier. I found I'm this new lip, this new lip plumper. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. But it's called, it's called injectable. Right. Right. (laughs) 
except for 2020 and now a little bit of 2021 where you could kind of you come out of your house like a butterfly normally yeah it's kind of like oh i bought this really great topper or i'm going to get this bonded piece and now you step out and you look amazing and fabulous but what do you do when people are like what why do you why do you look so amazing why is your hair so long why is it so full like right you know it's one of those things i don't think i don't think people pay as much attention to you as you may think they do but at the same time there's always somebody who notices somebody in your inner circle will notice or and I do field a lot of those calls or texts. And even recently up to this week, somebody got a new topper and it was significantly longer than what she had worn before. And someone asked her, and this is an adult who is a teacher in a school system. Someone said, are you wearing a wig? And she said she wanted to run home. And then she had asked her, well, why did you ask me that? She said, well, your hair is so much longer than when I saw you last week. So we were really strategically planning this new length, but it, if you are observant, like you said, somebody will notice. So I try to give my clients just some tools in their toolbox of what they could say or what they could do if this happens. So my number one goal is to put you in something that would be as believable as possible. But again, there's no way I could show up one day with my bio hair and then any type of system and somebody, you don't even have to be that observant to notice what's going on. So I'm a thousand percent comfortable talking about my hair. I mean, this is what I do. This is how I help people. If I don't share, then nobody knows. So I change my systems out. I have different links, different colors now, and, you know, usually varying links of a Bob, like you said, but we, we <laughs> might vary with more highlights or darker. I have curlier pieces. I have straighter pieces. So, but I become very comfortable with that, but it's also, you know, what do you say when someone says that, or maybe we wear our hair back in a ponytail for a couple of weeks, we wear bigger earrings along with wearing it back. And then we drop one side down. So it's really a roadmap of how do you reemerge into your world? And I've had everything from some clients. One told me she worked predominantly with men and her hair loss was pretty significant. And then on top of that, she had to have a biopsy on the top of her head, some Mohs surgery. So she had an area that her hair would never grow back. So she, and she works with police officers. She sends out this mass email. Look, I'm going to start wearing hair. So I need you to all get over it. And I just need you to know now that is pretty bold. Okay. Again, you don't have to send out a mass email to everyone, you know, but it is an option, right? Like we have, you do not, you do not have to do a TikTok. You do not have to do a TikTok. <laughs> no. But if you did, it would really, yeah, we, we, we really could produce off. one for you in the center that we we've got the, uh, yes, that's true. So, you know, but it, it is just something that is also a big part of what I do. It's, it's helping people just it's easing anxiety from every direction. And then when you settle in, you settle in and people get used to it. And the questions they start, they stop coming. And it's just how they get used to you. And I had a client who came in and I remember recently and asking her like, well, how's, how's it going with your hair? She goes, it's great. This is just me now. Everybody's used to it and nobody even talks about it. So and I'll, probably one of the biggest things too, and I, I have my clients practice this is 
if it's somebody that you know might what I call just kind of get on you about your it it may not even be your hair because it looks so good. I often get, did you have some work done? Like you do, you look so much younger when you start wearing hair. So often, which actually might be the what time when you go do some lip fillers and Botox, go do the lip fillers and Botox, get your hair done at the same time. They're going to be so discombobulated. They're not going to know where to look. Did she get new hair? Does she have new lips? Yeah. I mean, just do it all. Go for it. (laughs) Go for it. Just show up. Mask is off. You are ready, ready to go. Mask Mask might be back on for a minute. So we we have a window of opportunity potentially, right? For a little rework. But, uh, but yeah, it's just showing up. And I think one of the best things you can do, if somebody is what I call on you, just scan them, give them a compliment on something. I don't care what it is. Your earrings are great. Who doesn't, everybody loves to talk about themselves. So, oh, thank you. And then you got to divert it and everybody laughs, but I can't tell you how many times they've come back and said, you know, I thought that was really funny that you told me that, but it worked when so-and-so at work or my aunt or somebody that you just didn't feel comfortable sharing with, and you don't have to. And, and really the other thing you could say is, and even again, we're kind of skirting around it, but the whole extension thing, it's, it's very accepted. People understand extensions. People might not understand a bonded cranial prosthetic, right? You don't have to get into explaining <laughs> this. to somebody. What is that? Then all of a sudden you're, you've got yourself in this situation where you, you just, you can't get out of it. Right. But I say you're wearing, yeah, you're pulling up a PowerPoint <laughs> exactly. presentation. You're like, all right, <laughs> let's look through the series of graphs. Cause so I tell you about my cranial prosthesis. What the heck? <laughs> just say extensions. Right. So why don't we just say I have a crown extension. Oh, you know, they're done with it. They they're familiar with extension. Yeah. I'm just wearing a little extra hair. I just, I have some extensions and just leave it at that. And most people know what that is. I like the idea of, yeah. I like the idea of just saying I'm wearing some hair. Wearing some hair. They don't need to know it's a cranial prosthesis or it is a synthetic or it is bonded or it is whatever. None of it. They don't actually, in fact, though, I was thinking when you said, you know, scan them and kind of give them a compliment back. I think sometimes too, when people, maybe they're going to point something out about your hair. It might be because they're also starting to feel like they're losing their hair. It could be, you know, like all of a sudden they're like, they notice someone's got really nice hair because they don't think that maybe they have nice hair themselves anymore. So they are like, Oh, it could be. Well, we've talked a lot today. (laughs) We've We've talked a lot today. I think we've covered quite a few things, obviously, you know, I, I will definitely want to have you back to talk about different things. Um, certainly I think what would be really interesting too, is, you know, how you did dating with, with hair loss. And now you're obviously you're married mm-hmm. and his views on things like that. I think that there's opportunity there. So, uh, and then for anybody who's listening, um, I think if you have questions and things like that, I will put my email. There's an email that people can send questions. And so if they have questions for Lisa, we can field those in future episodes as well. So um, do you want to kind of plug? Yeah. Do you kind of want to give a plug for Cura Hair Solutions, where you're based and who you serve and how people can find you? Yeah. So Cura Hair Solutions is now newly located in Marietta, Georgia. We are right behind the uh, Kennestone Hospital Medical Complex. And we do work with human hair top pieces 
anywhere from the smaller part lines to the larger pieces. And that's all determined uh, via consultation, you know, what you would need. And the other product we work with are the uh, bondable pieces that you can wear for an extended uh, period of time. And you can find us on Instagram at Cura Hair Solutions, and it's C-U-R-A. And if you want to reach me directly, you could email me at Lisa at Cura Hair Solutions or info at Cura Hair Solutions. And both ways I am available. Uh, we are also on uh, Pinterest. You can find us there to see uh, photos and, and things that we're doing. And I'm also committing to really trying to share uh, a lot of stories, just quick things that are happening, um, really just all relating to wearing hair. So you can check in there and, and see what's going on kind of on the daily. Yeah, I think that the other thing too that people need to realize is even though you're based in Marietta, Georgia, you actually do serve clients that come in from all across the country. Of course, if you're coming in from out of town, we would do a Zoom consultation, really try to gather as much information from you and share as much with you as I could before you, you know, hop on that plane. But it has happened. We've had clients that have um, come from as far as Idaho to see us. There's also several doctors that I really like and trust here in the area that um, I refer clients to because Sometimes we really need to have a biopsy done of the scalp. We need to have some questions answered medically before we do something uh, more of the permanent or semi-permanent wearing solution. So that is something that we're very well connected here and can help you. And I've also spoken with doctors that are not in the Atlanta area, but just to answer their questions as well. There's also alternate ways of attaching the bondable systems, but and I'm also very open to teaching my clients how they can take care of their own hair. So again, it's, if you want, in my opinion, it's the best hair solution possible. It's available to you. We just might have to tweak how you work with it a little bit or how you wear it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just didn't want people to feel that if they're listening to this, like, oh, she's in the Atlanta area. I can't go see Lisa. You can definitely find a way to see Lisa. Um, and if it really is a, a problem, she can refer as well. So there are, you know, other studios that she could refer if she needed to. Yes. I also, you know, have a network of colleagues that are all across the United States, North and South America, that it is best if you are closer to the center that you're working with. You also really want to make sure that you connect with whoever you're working with. Um, there's a lot of resources available. And if there's anything I can answer or direct via email, phone call, text, I'm happy to do it. All right. Thank you for listening in to Alt Hair Life in the Real World. This is Jean Byrne, and we have finished our series with Lisa Ferristad. She will be back for future episodes. Next week, we are going to talk about trichotillomania. I recorded an episode today with uh, Doran Azarod out of Houston, Texas. So it was very educational and I hope you all will tune in. Thank you and have a great week.